In a surprise announcement, China has declared an import ban on Taiwan pineapples, citing the presence of pests inside the fruit. The ban takes effect March 1st, dealing a crippling blow to Taiwan farmers just ahead of harvest season. Taiwan's agriculture minister has lodged a strong protest against the move. He said China found scale insects only in a tiny fraction of its Taiwan fruit and that the pest can be easily killed by fumigation. The government has pledged 1 billion NT to help local farmers seek new markets. China Central Television reports China's customs agency will suspend imports of Taiwan pineapples starting March 1st. According to China's Taiwan Affairs Office, scale insects were detected multiple times in the Taiwanese fruit, whose import could jeopardize the natural ecosystem. Taiwan's agriculture minister has responded to the charge. All the pineapples Taiwan exports to China and to another 16 countries are handled in line with WTO regulations. Whenever these three species of scale insects are detected at the border, the shipment can be made ready for market simply through the process of fumigation. Japan is a case in which this was done. Pingdong is Taiwan's biggest pineapple producer by area, followed by Tainan and Kaohsiung. The country's total pineapple output is about 420,000 tons, and 90% of the exports are sold to China. Now, just ahead of the harvest season, Taiwan farmers face the loss of the Chinese market. The executive yuan and the presidential office have condemned China's ban. Premier Su Zhenchang said Taiwan is treating the incident as a, quote, regulatory issue. He said he hoped it wouldn't escalate to a political issue, as was the case when China banned Australian lobster. China banned Australian lobster imports and trampled over Australia. We hope China will work within the regulations. The facts and scientific evidence are clear. Taiwan's pineapples are very tasty, very safe and very healthy. This act by China is indeed not well-intentioned. I do not believe it will win the support of the public. The Thai administration protested Beijing's ban. It's also set aside a budget of 1 billion NT to sell 30,000 tons of pineapples to other markets to market the fruit in Taiwan and to diversify processing methods. The government says it hopes to keep prices above last year's average of 21.3 NT per kilogram to cushion farmers from the blow from Beijing. DPP lawmaker Wang Dingyu is calling for legislation to protect Taiwanese technology from encroachment by Chinese firms. Such legislation would be similar to moves in the U.S., where a patent infringement investigation was filed last month against Chinese electronics maker Luxshare Precision. In the last eight years, Luxshare has acquired technologies from many Taiwanese firms. Some say that that could be a security threat. Since his inauguration, one of U.S. President Joe Biden's priorities has been to strengthen the so-called China-free tech supply chains. In January, the U.S. International Trade Commission filed a patent infringement investigation against Apple supplier Luxshare Precision. Luxshare has gone from purely a manufacturer of cables and connectors to now about to become a part of the supply chain for iPhones. Do you know how many Taiwanese technologies they bought up in that process? Let's show the audience. From 2011 to today, they bought the cables of Taiwan Speedtech, a foundry from Taiwan's Mary Electronics. You see, Luxshare has been advancing into the Apple supply chain all along, starting with AirPods and now the iPhone camera. Now, do they obtain patented technologies when they buy these foundries? Of course they do. 
Luxshare was founded in 2004 as a specialist manufacturer of electronic cables, connectors, cordless chargers, and antennae. Now it's a key supplier for Apple, Lenovo, and Huawei, and accused of conducting a covert campaign against U.S. rivals' technology. In recent years, it's employed the same tactics to acquire Taiwanese technologies, buying up parts of companies such as Speedtech, a Mary Foundry in Suzhou, LightOn, and a Wistron Foundry in Quinshan. It also recruits aggressively in Taiwan, headhunting top talent. In order to avoid attention from Taiwan's supervisory agencies, it doesn't buy more than 50% of a company, so it can't be caught by the law. But the key thing is all the managers are 100% chosen by Luxshare. Our people are our power. If we don't take care of our people, our talent will drain away. Then we're lost. I hope that we can get this law done together across party lines. This isn't about party divisions. It's about the long-term prosperity of Taiwan. Many see the expansion of companies like Luxshare as an insidious power grab by Chinese business. Its political implications could be a national security threat, and lawmakers are taking note. Taiwan shares took a dive on Friday following a rout on Wall Street. The Taix lost nearly 500 points to close below its 10-day price average at 15,953. TSMC closed at 606 NT after dropping 4.5 percent and dragging the broader market 246 points lower. But according to one market analyst, it's not yet time to worry about a crash. I believe that Taiwan stocks will start to decouple from U.S. markets for a bit. Whether it's bonds or stocks, you do still have to look at corporate earnings. We think that this year, the 1,748 firms on Taiwan's markets will post double-digit growth on year. That profit should be able to keep the momentum going. First Capital Chairman Edward Chen says the strong fundamentals of the capital market remains unchanged. He says there's further room to grow in sectors including finance, traditional manufacturing and electronics. According to an online salary comparison website, the three most popular firms with job seekers in the semiconductor sector are TSMC, MediaTek and Micron Memory Taiwan in that order. The site has published a report of companies that got the most searches in four key industries. Though TSMC takes the crown for the most searches, its employees reported an average monthly salary of just 50,500 NT. The highest average salary of 84,000 NT was offered by MediaTek. Experts say the disparity reflects the nature of the jobs at these companies. Companies that focus on software design and involve no manufacturing tend to have higher average salaries. Today, Taiwan celebrated Lantern Festival, the final day of the annual Lunar New Year festivities. In New Taipei's Wanli district, young men jumped into a fishing harbor as part of a centuries-old tradition. Over in Yilan County, worshippers gathered for a raucous parade honoring the sea goddess Matsu. They sway the sedan chair and hop back and forth as firecrackers explode all around. This deafening spectacle is part of the Harbor Cleansing Festival at New Taipei's Yelio Fishing Harbor, which is staged on Lantern Festival. <laughs> Carrying a deity on their shoulders, four young men rush forward and land with a splash in the water. 
Back on shore, they march barefoot on a bed of hot embers. Now that they're all wet and slightly singed, the most sensational part of the rite is over. This year, due to the pandemic, members of the public were not allowed to join the fun and dive off the pier. But judging from the bountiful fish hole brought back to harbour and Didi carrying ships, the ceremony was as successful as ever. For today's event, we had to cancel the part where people jump off the pier for public health reasons. I hope the pandemic can come to an end soon and that in coming years, we'll be able to hold a huge festival. Yaelio wasn't the only place bustling with activity. In Ilan, Yong'an Temple unveiled a giant turtle made from rice snacks that would later be given out to followers. The all-seeing and all-hearing guardian gods Chen Liyan and Shim Fonger led the parade. Behind them, it's the goddess Mazu in a sedan chair. Their procession walked for 27 kilometers, followed by a cloud of incense. The god of wealth made a special appearance. Let us pray together for the pandemic to be swept away so that we can take the bull by the horns and turn around our fortunes, enjoying days of plenty. The centuries-old celebrations marked Lantern Festival, sending up a prayer for peace, health and plenty of fish in the new lunar year. Amid COVID, many trade shows are operating online only. Some say the online format is more efficient and profitable. The Thai Sports Show for Sports Equipment attracted over 300 exhibitors, hoping to cash in on the home exercise trend. Meanwhile, Taipei Cycle Show opens online on March 3rd and will feature electric bikes for the first time. Taipei Cycle Show is now online thanks to COVID. Computer animations show off every kind of cycling gear. For buyers, searching the catalog is just a few easy clicks. For exhibitors, it's a less costly way to show off the wares. We can gather data on everything behind the scenes, each visit of each browser to an exhibitor's page, and exactly how long they spent looking at each product. The digital show allows you to search for the themes or products you want and increases efficiency. Taiwan's electric bike exports continued to grow in 2020. Individual unit sales increased 18% to reach 760,000, and revenue grew 14% to reach 987 million US dollars. Are you ready? The sports equipment industry has been hit by global lockdowns and the closure of sports centers. Across the world, people want equipment to support home workouts, driving massive growth in the home exercise industry. The value of Taiwan's sports equipment exports grew by 13% in 2020 to hit 2.4 billion US dollars. For everyone who loves exercise, firstly, you can maintain distance while cycling, and secondly, though you can't go to the gym at home, you can buy exercise equipment and work out at home. This year, the Cycle Show has exhibitors from 22 countries besides Taiwan, providing more than 20% of the show's items. Almost half of the exhibitors are new to the show. They'll be hoping the online format will provide a gateway to new consumer demographics. If you play the receipt lottery, there's now even more reason to go digital. Starting in March, there will be more extra prizes accessible only to those who collect electronic receipts. 30 prizes of 1 million NT each will be up for grabs, which is twice the number before. The government is also adding 1,000 prizes worth 2,000 NT each. According to Ministry of Finance data, Taiwan consumers have embraced electronic receipts. In 2020, nearly 32% of all receipts issued were electronic. 
The ministry hopes its extra prices will encourage even more consumers to make the environment-friendly switch. An overseas vacation is still out of the question these days due to COVID border controls. But a new cafe in Taipei offers a taste of what it's like to go abroad. It's run by former flight attendants, and it's furnished just like an aircraft cabin. Inside, you can learn how to make desserts from around the world. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang takes us on board. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fastened seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. It may look like I'm in an airplane, but I'm actually in a coffee shop in Taipei. It's offering patrons a tiny taste of travel. Not only can patrons dress up as a flight attendant or a pilot, they can try their hand at delivering an in-flight passenger announcement. On the first floor, patrons can bake up a storm. They can learn to make a variety of exotic treats like traditional French madeleines, sacred torte cakes from Austria, and matcha brulee from Japan. Then it's time to indulge in afternoon tea served up on airline trays. The menu includes economy, business, and first-class airline meals. It's been a year since I traveled abroad, so I really wanted to come here to experience the feeling of being on the plane, as well as to eat airline meals. You can also wear flight attendant and pilot uniforms. This is my first time wearing a flight attendant uniform. I feel very elegant. It was fun to wear a pilot uniform for the first time. The Meals here are pretty special. This establishment is the brainchild of Fifi Yen. She was a flight attendant for four years and has traveled to over 120 countries. In July 2020, she and six other flight attendants decided to create a cafe. So uh, I was flying uh, in Dubai for four years, and then uh, what actually uh, actually surprised me is that everyone's remember the uh, aircraft meal. Um, people are very excited when they get on board that's what uh, uh, the airline offers. So I want to bring this experience uh, on the ground, to the ground. I kind of like, learned by myself as the beginning. I also go to the license. Uh, I take the test and I pass the license. And uh, it's not only me, but also other my friends, they also do the same thing. The owners of the cafe are all former flight attendants. With borders still closed, they're giving locals a taste of travel and a glimpse into the life of cabin crew. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Zhang Weiyao in Taipei.